Hello, dear friends, and welcome again to live conversations on Alato TV Africa. We are really happy to see you all today with us. Uh, my name is Olga, and my co-host today is also Olga. And today we are traveling again to a beautiful country of Rwanda in Africa. And and with our guests from Rwanda, we will talk about the creative society. Uh, our conversation takes place within uh, the theory of six uh, degrees of connection, uh, where we know that all of us are connected uh, at least we would like to highlight at least uh, by five or six social connections, actually uh, much, uh, many more. And uh, within this uh, project, we are uh, having today our guests uh, because we already had one uh, uh, broadcast with Rwanda and uh, today uh, today's guests, uh, they are the friends of that uh, speaker who actually invited them in our today broadcast. So we already uh, can really see that this theory really works. And uh, uh, today also uh, we will talk about creative society uh, as Olga already mentioned. Uh, and also we will talk about uh, role of journalism in the creative society. Uh, last week we had our ground conference uh, creative Society Together We Can, that was organized by the Alatra International Public Movement. And uh, today we continue to discuss uh, the points that were raised at that conference, and also we'll be talking to our guests, uh, what is Creative Society for them. And now our technical support will show to us a brief summary of that conference. So for us, for viewers and for our guests to have an idea what the conference was about. Every day, we share a great amount of information. This information forms our reality. Is this the way we wish to live? We need change. The change starts with us, with the information we share. Consumer society leads us to death. We need a new vector of life, a creative society. It is up to you and me to build a creative society worldwide, where human life is the main value. Development of humanity is the main aim. Human safety is the main priority. Is it possible to build a creative society now? Yes, all we need to do is unite in one common idea, a creative society. People around the world are already acting to share the idea of creative society with the whole world to make it a reality. Learn how on the unique international online conference, Creative Society, United We Can, December 20, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Alatra TV. You are the one who can change the future. Uh, thanks to everyone. And this conference, I'll remind you that this conference uh, was live last week, but it is available on YouTube on more than 30 languages. Uh, so yes, you can access it and watch because it contains uh, many very important insights and it shows how people united and organized such uh, big events uh, 
totally organized and uh, implemented by volunteers and it's a it's a great proof uh, so but for now we'll travel back to rwanda and so we would like uh, our friend leons is now with us only uh, please introduce yourself you can tell a bit more about yourself and then we'll talk about your country uh, thank you, moderator. Uh, as you said, uh, my name is Leonce Mouboni. I'm uh, from Rwanda. I'm a journalist currently working with uh, two newspapers, uh, Rwanda Today, Africa, and uh, the East African, which uh, covers the whole East African stories uh, from different sectors. Thank you so much. And now we see that uh, Isaac is also with us. So Isaac, maybe can you please introduce yourself also? Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me again here on, on this live stream. I'm Isaac Ishimwe. Actually, I'm a, a founder of a media house here in Rwanda, which is called Ifuganji Ingo Media. And I'm currently working on my online platforms, like my online TV and online radio, all which all of them sounds on www.tivuganjingo.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, today we'll just uh, we'll have a look at uh, the photos of Rwanda that our technical support has prepared to us just to see how beautiful the country is because now the people cannot travel. So maybe if you recognize something, you can comment because this is the only chance, you know, to talk to people face to face and uh, to exchange uh, the information about culture and traditions. So maybe our technical support can show to us uh, yes, these pictures, so maybe you can uh, uh, comment on them if you recognize a place. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in the picture in the bottom central. Uh, it looks like a road or a village, but it's in interesting uh, serpentine form. Like, what is it? Maybe you can recognize it and explain. Uh, okay, so here, here, here in Rwanda, uh, as we are well known as a, a country of uh, a thousand hills, I think you all have, have heard about that. And we are, our country is land blocked, which means that we don't, we don't attach to any sea or oceans. So all, all we have is hills uh, that are well planted because we, we, we are currently uh, fighting against uh, soil erosion and other. So mainly the like these pictures of like they from the bottom, the middle, middle in I don't I don't I don't, I don't see them I don't see them well. I think they might zoom them if it is possible. Ah, you want to make them bigger? Yeah, yeah, if, if, if it is possible. So, can you please make them bigger? Uh, I think the it's not food. possible, but now it's Okay, coming. if it is not possible, let's, let's just talk about them. It's, it, 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 there is no problem. We can we can just talk about them like how they are. So we we have four provinces and uh, the city of Kigari. Mm -hmm. So our provinces are mainly uh, Lura Lura area that uh, are attached to Lake Kivu, uh, in Lake Kivu have uh, islands. We have islands here in in Rwanda. Uh, that are populated and they attach to Congo, DRC Congo. To mean that uh, Lake Kivu is between Rwanda and DRC. So those pictures are in Western province of Rwanda, which, which have a uh, lake. And here in mm -hmm. Kigali, we, we just have livers and so Thank you. Mm -hmm. And the like thousands hills, it means like you have, uh, you know, uh, like a lot of mountains, yeah, in the country. This is uh, 
what you are talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have we have a lot of mountains. Yeah, yeah. Our country have a lot of mountain, a lot in the lot. So mainly our the big mountain here in Rwanda is called the Karisimbi, hmm. which is located uh, in North um, Province, and it is between Rwanda and Uganda. Thank you. You want to, maybe you would like to say something also about uh... yeah exactly um actually as my colleague was saying the Rwanda is a, a mountainous country with so many mountains you can go uh, take a, um, like two kilometers without uh, you know go around some mountains um, as you may know that uh, Rwanda is still having some of uh, the endangered gorilla mountains which are in the northern part of the country we have so many parks like now we have uh, we have four parks um, which house uh, which house uh, like thousands of uh, varieties of different animals so i think that's what makes it uh, a, a beautiful country as you may uh, think you uh, must so be very fit yeah to go to go to rwanda because <laughs> to keeping exactly fit, exactly and uh, from the following photos you be you have been showing food um, yes now our technical support can show us the food and what is by the way the traditional food in rwanda you normally eat like what uh, what is the cuisine uh, that is like you like most we, of all we normally eat uh, beans uh, going with the cassava sweet potatoes um, bananas um, but this kind of food we have they are of course uh, they are available in some places but uh, these are not traditional to be sincere speaking because uh, like um, flies uh, i can see fish um, and the, the two plates I can't tell what is it, but uh, we normally eat those kind of food. Our staple food complies with beans and uh, other different tubes. Um, Here I mentioned cassava, I, sweet potatoes, Irish potatoes, bananas. If I, if those yeah, you yes, know, exactly. it's, it's, it's common that uh, when you want to talk about your national cuisine in any country, you want to show some most beautiful examples. But uh, when it yeah. comes to like your everyday food, it's not actually the food you eat every day. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. if I can to... be of support, I would like to, to add, I would like to add that this one, which, which you are seeing uh, like on the, the fourth plate, it is well known it's 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 popular here in Rwanda. It is called uh, kaunga, so it is a, it, it's it's popular here in Rwanda. Everyone loves it, and we eat it a lot. <laughs> uh -huh. And what is it, kaunga? Is it rice with something, or is it potato with something? What is it? No, it's 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 maize powder, like maize maize powder. I don't uh -huh. I don't know if if I can say it's like that. It's uh, it's called it's called Ada Posho uh, or Kaunga. Okay. It, it has different names, yeah. but they pound maize and they have this flour and then they mix it with the uh, hot boiled hot water and then they produce this kind of food. I think it's very healthy. Sure, it is. Yeah, because you know, you know, to go up and down uh, the mountain, you have to, you know, really take uh, healthy food to be able to 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 be fit. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. But and you don't have to forget that you must be strong. You must yeah. be strong too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just, you can't see me, but I, I would like to express my awe and it's so amazing, this new picture that we see now on screen. It just screams, come to Rwanda and visit me and uh, travel and visit all those beautiful places. It's yeah, just awesome. exactly. Uh, actually, Rwanda has yeah, so can. many breathtaking places to visit you act you guys you have to come and visit those places uh, and you may have 
had this visit Rwanda initiative, which is there to, you know, to attract or to entice people to come and visit these places. We have, as I said earlier, we have uh, four parks. Uh, like the first one in the corner is, I think it's in Nyungwe, uh, and the, the following one is- uh, Yeah, it's in Nyungwe, it's Nyungwe. Yeah. This is Nyungwe, and the, the second one is uh, Volcano, which is in, in the northern part of the country. Yeah, it's Volcano. Uh, that is where you can find the mount, mountain gorillas, yes. And uh, the other pictures, they are in different parts of the country. Yeah. Do you have active volcanoes in Rwanda, or they are like No, dormant? no, no. They are dormant. They are dormant. They're no longer active. Actually, the one which is uh, still active is in DR Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo, which neighbors, with, which borders with uh, Rwanda in eastern part, in western Republic part. Republic of Congo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's it you know it yeah. go it can it can go like ten years without any activity. We asked this it's, because it's less, it's, it's less eruption was in its last eruption was in uh, like 2001. So mm. it, it, it's been it, it's been not activity. It, it has been not active like for uh, 10, 12 or 12, 12 to 15 years. And I can see some lakes. We do have so many lakes in Rwanda, by the way. Um, the biggest one is Lake Kivu, uh, which is in western part of the country. And uh, people normally go there to, you know, to, to chill, to enjoy, you know, because there are beaches there, they can ride boats. They, there are so many activities that you can do when you are there. Mm -hmm. Thank you so there much. Is, there is those those new pictures. I, I love that one, uh, which is which shows Inyambo. Inyambo is our kato, uh, our cultural kato. Mm -hmm. uh, those cows are called Inyambo. They are here in Rwanda. Always seen. We they are we are at the place where the the people normally go there to visit them, like. Because they are in our culture, in our culture. I don't yeah, think maybe. you hear me. So those those people in we have fruits here showing their hair. I don't if my yeah, I do have um these cattles normally they were uh, reserved for the the kings um they used to be, they, they used to be in palace and um, um people go there to see them they were like having like you know this kind of intelligence or they you know they be ordered to you know to march in certain form and they will do that they will follow that um it was a, a very good um interesting um, show of event when the these cattles or these cows were you know showing off mm -hmm. and um the the first uh, picture in the corner that is our traditional houses uh, as you may see um these are the handcrafts um that are made out of uh, uh, uh from weaving and uh, pottery I, I think the last one actually the last one in the corner um they are handcrafts which are popular um they are called uduseche um it's very popular maybe uh, not only in rwanda but um, all over the world, um, if you Google Agaseche, it's a handmade handcraft which is made out of um, some leaves and they weave with a needle and uh, they make these beautiful things you see on the screen. 
Yeah, thank you. It was um, yeah really nice to see. And you know, when you turn to uh, different uh, like arts and crafts of every country, uh, you see that they all they often are really similar. Because if you turn to, for example, Ukrainian or Mexican or Indian craft, uh, you'll see some similar symbols. And it's also one of the like uh, directions of our research, of our interest, because even our mm, like movement is called Alatra, International Public Movement. It's called after the book Alatra, and it has uh, like a lot of information talking about signs and symbols, even the Alatra symbol that you can see as a sign of our uh, movement. It's found in cultures, like religions, cultures and art of very different cultures located in uh, across the world and it's one of the uh, like nice ways uh, like learning about art and about traditional crafts of any country like including uh, Rwanda uh, we can see how all are we united and uh, <laughs> the same symbols and the same meanings um, about like about human life where like in our craft like always and which really is close to the message of the creative society project that we want to talk about now and this project was started by volunteers from around the world and it's now implemented by volunteers from like 180 plus uh, countries and the project rests on the eight foundations which say about the like some fundamental principles that people previously uh, voiced in different conversations and interviews like we've done like thousands of interviews around the world some principles uh, which are really important to every person and if you look at them carefully you'll see that this it is something that will be important for you too yeah and uh, like in the creative society the central place is for a human like for every human being and all of the our all of the other principles are like rested on the on the human like everything should be done not for some government not for the economy not for something else but for a human and as we know our friends uh, in our meeting today are journalists and we would like to talk about about the foundations that is like transparency and openness on information for all and now i'll ask technical support to put the foundation number four on screen yeah uh, it is a transparency and openness of information for all. It says every human has the right to receive reliable information about the movement and distribution of public funds. Each human has access to information about the status of implementation of the society's decisions. The mass media belong exclusively to the society and reflect information truthfully, openly and honestly. And like this principle implemented we would have the best journalism in the world like in every country and we would like to hear our friends uh, how do you see it what changes uh, would it bring when implemented i don't know who um, all right thank you very much olga um as you mentioned uh, the creative society have these eight points um uh, after having the first three, which is, I uh, think, very essential to every individual, every human being, the fourth point comes in the force with uh, having information because um, as someone who has been in the information world for, the, for like six years now, I think information is a key uh, thing to have. Uh, for anyone to, you know, because information is a power, as some people argue, uh, because when you are informed, you are able to take decisions that can, you know, be better or benefit you, you from one point to another. Um, but also to, to, you know, to be able to navigate throughout the dynamism of this world, which is actually changing day in, day out. Um, I think that is very important. And um, from 
for instance, from my country, there has been so many progress that have been, you know, make being made within this context of, uh, you know, letting everyone be having access to information. The government has enacted uh, some laws which permit people to, you know, to ask for information from different institutions, being public, being private, uh, which I think it's a very good point and um, um, later on I have seen another progress that has been made recently. Uh, the cabinet has uh, uh, approved uh, a law or a bill, uh, rather a bill, which he, uh, talks about the uh, protecting someone's information. Uh, yeah, I think those are some of the the key developments that are happening in this course of you know having everyone inform, informed being informed from their respective environment thank you uh yeah so thank much. you but yeah uh, just one like maybe interesting but maybe i'm i'm like not well informed in this question but as you say in your country there was recently passed a bill about protecting information it's like a good news but there is also a question, wouldn't it be used to protect the information about politicians, about some people in the authority, so that common people cannot know about them because their personal information should be protected? Yeah, that, that, that bill, which is still actually B, it hasn't yet been passed and been gazetted, uh, it's uh, uh, regarding with the online information like child child abuse information they have to be regulated and to be restricted in the digital world and uh, personal information uh, in, on internet like your private information on digital space have to be safeguarded within this instrument those are some elements this law that is coming to protect it's not uh, uh, to you know to prevent um, some key uh, people either in the government or in the public sphere to not have the some of the information that regarding to the general public to be uh, you know to be not disclosed Thank you so much uh, for this uh, detailed answer. Actually, in that conference that we mentioned in the beginning of our conversations, we discussed also the role of the mass media in the creative society. And uh, two uh, main points uh, actually are important. And the first that, is that in a consumer society, uh, the mass media, they are more engaged in selling to the audience a particular and fragmented version of reality. It means we don't see the holistic picture, we don't see what is going with climate, we don't see what is going uh, on with uh, like presentation of the artifacts of our history, but only a small bit, you know, out of the whole uh, picture. And this is problem number one. And second is that uh, the information is uh, selectively uh, actually released to the public and also uh, withheld to some extent. That's why we talked about journalism of a new format. And before we had uh, a round table dedicated particularly to this issue, how journalism can help us to move on with this new trend. Because of course, the responsibility for the quality of the mass media also lie on our shoulders as consumers of information. And as you mentioned in your speech that information is a power. So certainly uh, we as people who read this information we also can ask the mass media what to show to us. And what do you think on your opinion, on your professional background, what journalists can do in their places uh, to help us to move on with this new trend in journalism? Uh, thank you very much for that question. I think that is um, the, the, the fight for everyone, not only in the media, because uh, we know that every media house uh, choose, chooses to, to work on certain information or to process this information because of certain reason. Uh, there is someone somewhere who, who 
ones who, who push this uh, information to go out or to be published. Um, I think um, starting from um, the ownership and the sponsorship of the media, which is a key point to determine which goes out, it's one thing that we have to look at. And also uh, to the individual level, uh, because when you look at how, for instance, in my country where they, they are aware of uh, journalists being influencers, influence, social media, actually social media influencers, and um, they are advertising different things, different products. Some of them maybe they are, you know, they are not so that so good as they are advertised, but uh, because of their influence, they are being pushed out. They are being published. So I think um, on regard to what uh, the media, the mass media have to do, it's not only the fight for the mass media people, the people in the media industry, but everyone, the consumer, who have to have that uh, you know, understanding that the, what media say, what the journalist says, journalists say is not have to be true a hundred percent sometimes you have to think twice maybe before you you know you you take us you take it as um in our country they say as a as a evangelical something like that um before you process the information you have to think twice for the media people you have also to know that you have an obligation for the society that you are working for you are there as a journalist who at the end of the month you are going to be paid for work you have done but also you have to think that that work that you have done has impacted some people somewhere either positive or in the negative way. So uh, on the third uh, stage, I think it's um, the people behind the media. These are the media owners um, and the regulators who also have to, you know, to have uh, in place the regulations which might not uh, necessarily uh, regulate media from um, you know, having some information not being published, but also to have that obligation over the media of uh, serving the general public with information which is going to be, um, you know, to be to impacting the society in a positive way. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now we have also Isaac with us. So we are taking the chance that he has now currently the internet <laughs> to ask him also his opinion uh, because he's a journalist as well. Uh, Isaac, if you hear us, uh, what is journalism for you in the creative society and what the role the journalism has? Isaac, uh, do you hear us? Muted, I think. Uh, you can just uh, turn on your microphone uh, by yourself because uh, you just yeah click on the button and then we'll be able to hear you. Yes, now we can hear you. Thank you. Uh, I I have been having problem with uh, internet. If if you can. Uh, if, if I can add something on what uh, my colleague said there. Uh, media here in Rwanda have been widely known, uh, have been spreading false information since uh, before, before 1994. They have been speaking or they have been writing uh, informations that uh, have led to uh, the genocide uh against Tutsi that happened in 1994 but since since uh since 20 since 2003 uh media house media houses here in Rwanda uh, have been the we we i think it's clear it's clear it's clear now what they are publishing in their uh newspapers 
uh, what they have been talking to to people socially. So what I can add on what uh, he said, it's that uh, Okay, unfortunately, uh, is Isaac dropped? Maybe you like we'll wait for him. Maybe, and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe from what mm -hmm. what he was trying to point out is, uh, uh, of course, the media in Rwanda has been um, uh, at the center stage uh, during the 1994 genocide. It plays a, a big role to mobilize people to, you know, to go out and kill their neighbors. So, uh, in the since. 2003, uh, the government has um, established or uh, adopted this law which allow media house uh, to self-regulate and control what they publish. It's a self-regulatory body, which is a Rwanda Media Commission. Uh, it has been established to give power to the media people to self-regulate their information. Uh, without uh, anyone from government coming in to tell them what to do. That's one that has been happening. And um, this organ has really played uh, a big role uh, ever since its establishment because there are so many complaints that have been uh, taken to court, which is now being handled by this organ. Um, and also, you know, under the mutual agreement without, you know, having the legal battle in the courts. Okay, thank you. And like from your words and from what Isaac was saying, I understand that like you, what you've been talking is that negative propaganda, like national, like uh, caused this national ha hatred of one like ethnic, like from some little background that we know, like uh, like genocide of one ethnic group against the other. And it's uh, like, we will, at this point, it would be really to the point uh, to cite the foundation number five about the creative ideology, which is also like crucially important for the creative society and for journalism and for like for people at a whole i'll ask our technical support to put foundation number five the creative ideology i would like to read it out loud for those who cannot see and ideology only the ideology please uh, number five number five the creative ideology Uh, ideology should be aimed at popularizing the best human qualities and at the extinction of everything that is directed against a human. The main priority is the priority of humanness, high spiritual and moral aspirations of a human, humanity, virtue, mutual respect and strengthening of friendship. Creating conditions for the development and education of a human with a capital H cultivating moral values in each person and society, prohibition of propaganda of violence, condemnation and denunciation of any form of division, aggression and anti-humane manifestations. And yes, it is like, we think it is, it's a good example. And uh, Leon's, um, how do you think, like when implemented, how could this foundation change journalism, change our life? Um, thank you very much. Um, from uh, those developments that have been happening from within the country, um, um, there has been some, there was a shift from what the media have been feeding the society because, you know, the society was uh, fragile uh, because there was transitioning from this whole, uh, whole, this whole history of 94 genocide against the Tutsi uh, from rebuilding. So it was um, time to reflect on what the media was feeding the society, the reconciliation messages, um, the unity, all those formation, the, the government actually uh, back uh, or set up the, um, 
the initiative of you know pushing out this message to the population to come again together to unite and uh, rebuild the, the country that has been uh, destroyed uh, by the genocide and um, from there the government established um, this uh, organ which is the government supported which is called the high media council to empower media practitioners because some of them have been working in the sector without you know the knowledge to over um, uh, over proper journalist that has to you know to execute his job but um, uh, since then, this organ has been training so many people who have been in the media to know exactly what they have to feed their society in, in the course of, you know, bring society together, let them unite all, and rebuild their nation. So there's so much that has been going on. There are so many, so many changes that have happened ever since. Thank you. So journalism, uh, from your point of view, actually can help us to establish healthy relations in the society, yeah? Yeah, from experience, from what I've seen in my country, it's absolutely true. Yeah, and I would like to point out that the term mass media, media is like the plural of medium. And like, what is medium? It is something that is between, like journalists, should serve as a medium between like some information and people they shouldn't add they shouldn't distort they shouldn't like manipulate facts they should just deliver information to people and but like adding some positive uh, ideas would be like helpful not only not only in rwanda but also for the unity of people as a whole yeah yeah actually within that medium uh with medium we do have from the media perspective uh, we have uh, these gatekeepers which we normally call editors um they have to have these skills uh, understanding of the society what the society need what do we have to put out for our consumers to not have the society which is not going to be there to you know to be destroyed by this formation that we are feeding them but to be positively impacted by what you are giving them exactly this is actually uh, that's why the foundation number four tell us that the mass media belong to society so it's not in the hands of any private companies because private companies have their own interests and we humans have our interests you know because we are sick and tired, you know, to read the uh, articles about uh, igniting of conflicts between people, you know, exaggerations of things, as Olga mentioned, you know, misinterpretations of events. And behind this, we always keep repeating, are the real lives of people. And this is what journalism should always bear in mind, that it's not something funny to create a fake news. It's not something funny to ignite a conflict because it serves the interest of someone because yeah. it's always the real life of people are influenced directly. That is what we are always uh, should, you know, should always keep in mind. Uh, okay, maybe to add something on that, um, currently in Rwanda, there is a wave of, uh, you know, people from not media background are creating YouTube channels. And uh, mm -hmm. these people, they are channeling out information from my point of view is not so much con constructive to the society because when you listen to what these people they are saying it's um somehow you know it's um, how can i call it the not content which is uh tend to harm the youth um you know the way they think and uh, you know tend to to entice them to, to go into this uh, sexual, what, sexual trafficking and uh, all those kind of things. And um, what the argument from different players wa was um, that this group of people who are calling government to register these uh, channels to be uh, registered and then to know who are, who are behind them so that they can be responsible for what they are uh, 
feeding the society. So, and the people, other people who are saying that, you know, you are tending to infringe on freedom of expression. So there is that conflict which is still going on, but I think at the end of the day, we will have to know the conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, also would like to cite the, like, all the, why, why are we talking about the eight foundations? Because they are all so interconnected and, you know, talking about only the openness of information without understanding of human safety and human freedom. You know, we cannot talk about, you cannot make all information open without people being like all educated and all taking responsibility for what they're doing. And in the yeah. foundation about human freedom, there's a very important point that the implementation of human rights and freedoms must not violate the rights and freedoms of other people. And so it's really a huge responsibility even to launch a YouTube channel, because when you're doing it, you should be responsible for the content you make as any journalist. And like some people will protect their freedom of speech or freedom of expression, but this content may harm other people. Uh, maybe not directly, by, but indirectly, yes, by causing some yeah, yeah, sure. humane relationships and some abuse and violence. And this is the exactly. point that the society should regulate. Not the, We are not talking about the government, but about the, the society as a whole should realize, should we help those channels or not, like people themselves. Exactly. It's also important uh, to add that we, uh, as humans, uh, can actually make regulations and, you know, it's us who decide which information to uh, actually to see and to watch because we are not just biological robots who consume uh, anything that the mass media is selling to us. I mean, uh, that's why we create a demand. So in order for us, you know, to, to move forward with creative society, people themselves should take the active position. And this is what we are doing. This is the purpose of our today's conversation as well, to involve as many people as possible in the constructive and open dialogue. What to do with, with this mass media and how to take them out of crisis? Because in the previous uh, um, roundtable, uh, the mass media specialist told us, yes, we must admit there is a crisis in journalism, in mass media, because 50% uh, actually more of newspapers go directly to the garbage bin. No one is reading them, I mean, the newspapers. So, uh, and why we have this? Why, the, why we have this uh, negative news all the time? Isn't it something good that is happening around the world? Why we always should be concentrating on negativity? So yeah. uh, that's why uh, if you have may maybe friends or maybe I don't know any other colleagues whom uh, you can invite Leon for the upcoming sessions, it would be great yeah. because the more of us will be I mean, the easier and faster the transformation to creative society will take place. So. Yeah, sure. I will try my best to find uh, like two colleagues who may who can join us for the conversation. And also very good news. We started translation uh, into Swahili uh, of eight yeah. foundations for the creative society. So maybe if you oh. feel like joining us, uh, and yeah. uh, later on spread uh, the eight a lot of foundations in the Swahili language in your uh, mass media holding, it would be also, I think, very great beginning. Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, I do speak some Swahili because I studied it at sec in the secondary school. Um, yeah, I will join. I surely join. Yeah. Thank you so much for today. And maybe if you have any questions or comments to us, please uh, let us know. Or maybe, you, by the way, you can uh, say something like a short message to the Alatra television viewers, like a message from Rwanda. What would you like to say, you know, you know, like... Uh, thank you very much uh, for viewers. Um, from what I may say from Rwanda and uh, from what we have been discussing on today's agenda. You guys don't make a mistake of not coming to Rwanda. Come to Rwanda, visit Rwanda. There are so many things, uh, breathtaking places to visit. There are so many things, uh, food, great uh, people. They are so much friendly. There are so much places, so many things to, you know, to, to see. Come, come and visit. Thank you.
Thank you so much for a warm invitation as soon as our like situation in the world improves and makes it easier to travel we'll consider this plan and to all of our viewers we would like to remind that if you would like to know more about the project the creative society you can visit the website alatrolinite.com and also you can like register there and uh, leave any feedback and uh, choose to participate in any way if you find this idea important and i bet you do and also you can write to our email uh, info at alatrolinite.com if you would like to participate in our live broadcasts or like you have any ideas yes and this is a form at our website that you can fill if you would like to participate you press the button join and because as soon as we know that we have many supporters the sooner the more people know about the creative society the sooner we can make a real change which is really important for all yeah. of us in any country thank you for today's conversation it was it was really a real pleasure to talk thank with you very you much for having me thank you very much for having me yeah, Leon, so how do we say in Swahili language creative society? Maybe just the last thing. Uh, I think, uh, um, how can I say that? Um, jami, jami ya kujitegemea. And where is your society? Where is your society? Jami, jami is society. Yes, it's, it's society. And creative uh, create. means constructive. Uh, Progressive, how do you say in Swahili? My endeleo, my endeleo, it's a development or um, development. My um, endeleo, yes, my endeleo. Yeah, I think my. Okay. <laughs> I, I struggle a lot with the Swahili, but um, I do understand it, but uh, having to we hope that soon we'll learn how it is in even more languages yeah. okay thanks to everyone today hope to see you soon maybe with more of your friends more people yeah. from rwanda any other countries and yeah thanks thank to everyone thank you so much bye bye thank have you. a good evening bye bye Ага, он пропал.